Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, co-host Catherine Brandt, and soon to be here Alex Rasmussen, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. Well, she had to stop and get some uh, get some food. Smoothies. You know. Oh, hippie food. What's she getting? Smoothies. Smoothies. Was she getting you a smoothie? She's getting me a smoothie, and I got her an iced tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going through the drive-thru in Caribou. <laughs> we will be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Oh, that's right. I got to do it. I keep forgetting. No, I was looking over here. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I doing? Hello. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com with Doug Sprinthal. We're about a little over two weeks away for the Tour de Cure ride that people are signing up. We're starting to get more people signing up in the last couple of days. We have a Red Rider. You know what that is, right? Yes. No. Diabetic person. If you (gasps) ride and you register as a a diabetic, you get a a red-colored jersey. And when you ride by everybody else, Michael Bryant loves to do this. Oh, God, he won't shut up. Go, Red Rider! Go, Red Rider! (laughs) That would be Michael Bryant. We have a Red red Rider from Red Wing joining the team. Red Rider from Red Wing? Yeah, I think that's kind of I love Red Wing. When are we going to Red Wing, by the way? June 6th? I keep getting getting calls from people in Red Wing. When are you coming down? We're going for my friend's wedding. And we're doing the, Dan and I are doing the tour to Cure. We have to sign up. You are? Good. As long as she will watch our children. She has not confirmed or denied. I thought you were going. I guess I'm babysitting. Oh, here we go. Okay, so you guys get it straightened out and get signed up this week because... You can't wait. You can wait to the last minute, but it's a terrible pain. Then you have to pick yeah, up your packets right. for the race day, and it's you don't just want to do that. Oh, oh yeah. So you if you get signed that. up in the next week, I will that Thursday before the ride, I will bring them in here. If anybody oh, nice. there in Radioland is interested in joining us, uh, you can email me at dougatwalzer.com or go to the Tour to Cure page and look for Team KQ Walzer. This is our third consecutive. Year. I like it. I do too. It works for me. Um, what are you doing Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. I'm teaching my son how to tie a tie and giving him the lecture about not wrecking my Mercedes convertible as he goes to senior prom. Other than that, I'm free. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to talk Andy into this, too, and talk maybe see if I can talk the end into it. Figure a little uh, go see John Wick 3 at the West End and then go to the Lucky Cricket. 
I can do that. What time? Uh, on whatever time works for you guys. Andy, you have any interest? When? Saturday. <laughs> um, Saturday afternoon. John Lewis 3 and then up? Lucky Cricket. What Maybe. do you think? I don't know. He's a firm yeah. possible. Have, yeah, a, guy, firm have possible. a guys guys weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing. Guys yeah. Saturday. Well, I would be Saturday. free after 3 o'clock. So Can't have the whole weekend. It works for me. Because <laughs> no. We could go. Because that's, that's just about as convenient for you as anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? No, it's fine. I'll go to the West End and, and see it, and then we'll go uh, to Lucky Cricket and make fun of Andrew Zimmern. It'll be perfect. Oh, Walzer get... Automotive Group? Walzer.com. <laughs> I'm wondering about that. No, no, no. They're 10 minutes long. They always are. <laughs> almost like springy kind of music. People get so really? mad at me because I cannot stand his voice. Oh, he's got, yeah, yeah he sounds oh, like Ethel Merman. That's horrible. He does not sound like that. he seems like a dick, too. He seems like a real <laughs> dick. You can't sing and I want to beat you up. <laughs> exactly. That. Bob Dylan can't sing, but I would never take a swing at Bob. Oh, God, no. Bob Bob can't sing. Bruce Springsteen can't sing. None of those guys can sing a damn note, but they, they'd rather. They're doing a lot better than I'm doing here. I will tell you that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Wow. Okay, so Cassie, mm-hmm. what do you would what do you think it would take for me to say you're fired? Something I did? Yeah, something you did. Uh, what, would, what could you do to get you fired? Probably steal money from you. That'd be good. That's a good yeah. start. <laughs> well, you That'd just be a good way right to just disappear. Nuts, <laughs> yeah, she really did, didn't she? So yeah. many people have stolen money from us. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next person that does it's going to get shot. Oh, my. Okay, well, I'm done. you, you oh, ready? My. This is pretty cool. A diner ordered a $333 bottle of wine at a UK a steakhouse on Wednesday and instead received a, a Bordeaux, which we'll talk about how much that was worth. It's unclear if the customer dining at Hawksmoor, Manchester, realized their good fortune. It was only after the meal that a manager discovered a staff member had grabbed the wrong bottle, uh, which was a 2001 Chateau Lapin oh, Pomerol. guess what's not my problem? Your mistake. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um... Rather than the 2001 Chateau Pichon L'Envie, come, uh, no, Comtesse de Lalande. That, this, that's good wine. We have, we have had a lot of that. The Baron and the Baron. A lot of it. The Baron, the Baron and the Comtesse. We, is that our table wine? Right. Uh, it's every day wine. 333 bucks is a lot of money for a bottle of uh, Lalande, but it's usually well, at maybe a restaurant. Not now. At a restaurant, that's true. It's not. Yeah. I think it's like 170 bucks a bottle now. Or Ten dollars. Like still not cheap. It's, it's still not two buck chuck. It's not two buck chuck. So um, the BBC notes that just 500 cases of the Chateau Lapin Pomerol were made. Reviews on Vivino.com describe it as a legendary bottle of wine and a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> so the server, let me put it this way. The note from the manager to the server was, we still love you anyway. Even guy, though you're fired. The guy ordered a $330 <laughs> bottle of wine. The bottle of wine, the Chateau Lapine Pomerol, $5,750. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it was Shelby, but he told My, the story. It was God. about either the last day he Four drank or a buddy of his. Yeah. And they, the, his buddy had some high-end wine collection. They got yes. so hammered they drank a twenty thousand dollar bottle oh. of wine and didn't remember oh. it until the next morning. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
That would probably be like Chateau Lafitte. Yeah. No liquid that doesn't cure cancer should be worth that. I know it is. Wine is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, nicest bottle. I, I got one from a friend of mine. This is before Sarah and I got married, and I'd saved it because it was a. He lived in Australia, and it was a Lagrange uh, Penfold. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Penfold. Oh, that's kind of a nice wine. Oh, it is a nice wine. This was. Fat, and then I looked it up later. It's like, holy shit, that's a seven hundred dollar bottle. Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> editing. It all works out in the editing. Three thirty eight. Three thirty eight, ladies and gentlemen. No, I, that mm-hmm. is good stuff. Wine has gotten psychotic. There's no doubt about that. Everything's talk gotten about, psychotic. Talk about psychotic. Um, I'm gonna pull up. A what picture. do we have a guest? <laughs> pull up a picture oh of God, this sculpture here. All right. And ask you what you think it's worth. Oh, it's not the one from. Uh, King of Queens, is it? Remember when the when the grandmother decided to become an artist and she made a statue and it was just and it was basically it was about a six foot tall vagina, but no. she didn't know it. I think that's from that uh, Everybody hilarious. Loves Raymond. Yes, that's right. You're right. Everybody, everybody loves, loves Raymond. Raymond, and there is you're one right. of those over by the Myers Amphitheater in West Palm Beach. Of course. You know which one I'm talking about? That silver one. Yep. It's like every so often I'm like. That, yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's really nice. <laughs> okay. That's really nice. Right out there in the open. Where what would can you see. pay for this? Uh, Energizer a bunny robot it's thing? It's a rabbit sculpture mm. made of steel. It's a rabbit sculpture? I have nowhere to put it, so I would pay nothing. <laughs> Please don't tell me that's the one that just sold for $91 million. Yep. What? $91 million. There's too much money in the world. Why don't we have no people that can just, you know, exactly. I'll take some stuff out of the house and tell them it's worth $91 million. Well, it's, it's all that money picture. laundering. There's no question. It's all about That's taxes. Ridiculous. It's, yeah. tax. it's all about not yeah. paying taxes. They donate it and therefore write off the donation. Yep. That's where all this art got to be so valuable Why? was the... The five okay. wealthiest families in America decided it was right. worth that much and then wrote it off their taxes. You yeah. can donate money to charitable causes that and actually help yeah. people instead of just. Helping but then you don't have a cure. cool. But then you don't yeah. have a cool metal bunny to yeah. show up. That's right. With Come a on, plaque Catherine. at some museum. Come on. Where's your oh, cool and by the way, money? it's like two feet tall and it's just made of steel. Yes. Ninety-one million dollars. Is it some million. sort of fancy mm-hmm. artist that we should know? Uh, well, of course, because it's yeah. all, yeah. all of those are some guy who's it's always been a, part yeah. of the, a scam. I watched, the phony circle. It's a seven-year-old from Middletown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I watched Peyton this terrible Daniels. movie on Netflix called Wine Country. Oh, yeah. It's oh, really bad. Watch that. That's not worth it's it. It's not, okay. no. Um, I didn't think so anyway. Um, but there's part of it where there's... So it's about a group of women. One of them is turning 50, and it's like Amy Poehler. Uh, I think favorite. I think all uh, of them yeah. were from Saturday. Uh, most of them are from yeah. Saturday Night Live. Um, but and they all go to Napa for this gal's 50th birthday. Anyway, they go to an art show. Of one of the gals met a younger gal at a restaurant, and she's like, "I'm an artist, and I'd love for you to come to my show." And the entire show was art that was Fran Drescher. Oh, well okay. And it's pretty funny, actually. Funny. This this section was actually really funny. The rest of it I could take or leave. But they were, it was all these millennials during the art show, and they were like, "I'm looking at this picture of her, and I'm feeling scared. Should I feel scared?" And she was like, "She was like very what? much, very much, yes. But also joy, yes, <laughs> yes. Like yeah. fear and joy." This part was really really funny, and then. 
at the end of it, the so the older gal was trying to like hook up with this younger gal and she was like can I ask you a question and then the younger gal at the end was like I think I know what you're gonna ask I usually charge 800 but I'll give it to you for six and it was like this big picture of Fran Drescher <laughs> and she's like great I can't wait to hang it yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the movie Amy Poehler was like oh geez did that cost you what, like sixty bucks? And she was like, "Yeah, something like that." Somewhere in there. Wow. Let's like put it into six hundred dollars. I have to admit, I I love art. I go to art museums. Do you really? I do. Um, but I'm not. I would never, ever pay. You have it in my Even house. Even if I had a billion yeah. dollars, I wouldn't be like you know. I wouldn't. No. A high school friend of mine's mom was a big collector in town. Dolly Fitterman. She oh yeah, I've heard of her. She passed yes. away a little mm -hmm. while ago, but. She had a place on the uh, west side of Lake Nokomis, beautiful house. And we went over there for a reunion one year. And in the house, she had famous artists, but not in their typical medium. So in the bathroom, she had sculptures from Monet. Oh. So just on the counter. I'm guessing they were not yeah. great. Oh, no, they were very incredibly valuable because they were really well, rare. Well, I mean, like, yeah. great. No, they were okay. Objectively. I mean, it's like musicians. They might not be a jazz yeah. musician. Might might like, not yeah. play rock Prince, perfectly, but it's still going to be pretty yeah. interesting. Prince, right. yeah. Prince tries to play the uh, the sitar and see how that I goes. Feel like he he probably, I feel like he probably. I was going to say Prince. He, probably he might have actually done it. Prince probably. He can play a lot. He played. Well, to put it in perspective, instead of buying that rabbit, they could have bought Tuvalu three times. Hmm. What's Tuvalu? A country. Oh. Tuvalu's a country? Yep. Oh, so, where is that country? <laughs> um, I think it's, Tuvalu. it's an island country out in... It's off of Funafuti. Oh, oh yeah, sure. yes, 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 oh, yes, I, I yes, wish yes, you'd have yes. said that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. God, Andy, you got to lead with that. Yeah, you got to oh, lead with by Australia. No, I mean, no. Some, I mean, you look at some art, some fabulous artists, and it is just amazing what they can do. I mean, you look at a Rembrandt, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. How? Well, yeah, it's like how? I get things that are like, you know, you paint something that looks like a photograph. That obviously took a lot of skill and time. Well, but it's just like a Monet is small awesome. rabbit. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know either. We went to a, we used to in Palm Beach go to open houses of these crazy mansions just to, right. you know, the spectacle of the whole thing. And one of them had, I don't even know how many millions of dollars of in art. art. I know. And it I'm like, like, you're opening this Andy. to the public? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it was just an open house. Like, we're trying to sell our house. And it was just every inch of wall space was covered in like Andy Warhol. And then the big fat people, what are those? Oh, what's Laurel his face? The <laughs> Spanish. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm blanking. What? Oh, I know who you're talking about. They're yeah. like dancing, and they yeah. can't think of it. Very yeah. round. He's very, right. very famous. Yeah, I can't think of. Yeah, it was just oh my and, God. Yeah, in the bathroom. Fat people art. Uh, yep. Fernando Botero. Botero. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> what? Fat Spanish. Spanish. Fat Spanish people. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, those are valuable, huh? That's yeah. one of that's one of uh, Jean Gerard's favorite artists. They're yeah. hideous. They but again, a... it was like in the bathroom, just yeah. like, you know. I well, didn't get well I'm sure you twenty were... million dollar. I'm sure there were at least five cameras on you at all times, no matter where yeah. you Probably were in the true. house. Nonetheless, so... I could they have had a disguise on. So much. Stuff. I just got a flower pot with thumbprint 
ladybugs on it oh. from my son. Oh. Now, that is the art I love. I was going to say, exactly. 150 just, pennies? <laughs> she just got a piece of wallpaper that I had did. been painted by Fawn. And with scissor snips. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> fringed around the whole edge. She did it all herself. Well, the, the time I remember that happening to me, Catherine and I were invited to a dinner party at a friend's house. They belonged to the same golf course we did. And we, we got to be good friends. We see him in Florida. We don't really see him here. We see him in Florida about once a year. We have more time in Florida to yeah. see people. So <laughs> I, I said, can I use your, your, your bathroom? Yeah, it's right down the hall. So I, I go in there, and I'm just peeing, right? Cool. So I'm well, standing there just sharing. peeing. Well, the reason that's I'm what you tell do you in the bathroom? Let's get some sound effects going. I love that. I love that. <laughs> the only reason I bring that up is so I'm peeing, and I look up, and on the wall in front of me, right over the toilet, is a Picasso. Hmm. Whoa. An actual Picasso. Hey there. Yeah. No, an actual Picasso. Oh, wow. it, was like, a, it was a little one. <laughs> it that was a big one. It was a little a one. one. <laughs> Didn't Steve Wynn put his finger oh, through a Picasso? Yes. Or a rim or something? He did. Oh, it was yes. his own. I wonder if that's You know, because he's blind and he's you know almost oh. totally sightless. And well, so you shouldn't be touching the art, sir. Right. You shouldn't <laughs> be owning art if you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah, why would you buy art if you can't see it? That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. Why don't you buy some songs? money. I do oh. love his hotels out in Vegas, though. They are nice. Yeah. Well, he did a good job. Oh, that, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Speaking of rich people, oblivious, arrogant, and aloof is how a cookie company heiress is being painted this week after comments on horror company. Oh, my God. Please don't tell me really? you did this. Really? A cookie company heiress is aloof? Yeah, it's really hard to believe. She was bragging to friends about how wonderful it was that her family used Nazi-era forced labor to make the cookies. Oh no! She was bragging about that. Was Lady. she really? I'm suspicious. The BBC Did... reports 25-year-old Verena Balson of the Balson Company joked about how rich she is at a marketing meeting last week. Some on social media criticized her as her family's business had uh, put to work about 200 forced laborers during World War II, mostly Ukrainian women, whose own country was overrun by Nazis. Balson then deflected responsibility in a follow-up interview. That was before my time, and we paid the forced laborers exactly as much as German workers, and we treated them well, she told Bild. Pushback was swift, with one historian noting her obliviousness into history. Well, she is 25. In a tweet, yeah. Germany's Nazi forced labor documentation center accused members of the Balson family of significant gaps in knowledge and added that the issue of Nazi forced labor is often still a blind spot in collective memory. Balson is now walking back her comments. It was a mistake to amplify this debate with thoughtless responses, she said in a statement. As the next generation, we have responsibility for our history. I expressly apologize to all those feelings I have hurt. Uh, Sounds ABC like they do right. have PR people on staff. They, yeah, they, yeah, 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 right exactly. The sign here at the bottom and yeah. go have What's a beer. What's this cookie company? Bolson. I've never even Balsen. heard of it. I haven't either. Must be like a European thing, maybe. It is German. Oh. Of course. It is German, yeah. Ah. But what is it? What kind of cookies do they have? They ah. have Oreos? Biscuits and cakes. Oh, forget it. If you don't have Oreos, you're out. Butter biscuits. Ooh, um, I like a nice butter biscuit. German companies like BMW and Daimler Benz also use forced labor during the Third yeah. Reich, reports the Balsen Company, paid about $860,000 nearly 20 years ago to a group offering compensation to millions of forced laborers in the Nazi era. I know. I have a friend, God bless her, she is a, Jew, a convert to Judaism. And she is very vocal about being Jewish now. 
Right. And she, at one point, I think they were looking for a dog or something, and I said, I said, well, what do you like? Do you like German Shepherds? She's like, German Shepherds? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, well, what? First of all, you're a convert to Judaism. Well, that doesn't you, you make guys... any difference, but, you know, but, but then she got in her Mercedes she... Benz and drove away, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you might want to look up if you're going to be like that. Well, the German Shepherd. the sister-in-law of the amazing Mrs. Maisel, isn't she yeah. converted? Yeah. And she's like going through, and it's oh, yeah. Orthodox, and she's starving herself and oh, passing yeah. out all the she's time. An it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, she's an my, my other friends that are born Jewish are always like, oh, yeah, those converts are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we'll they, close with this. They never let up. we got to take a break here, but uh, this will be easy to edit out, which you're going to probably have to do. But cool. as Philip Wise was leaving the morning show this morning, you know, the pavilion over at Lake Calhoun burned to the ground. Yes. Yep. What? Lola's yeah. was Lola's, in there. Lola's mm-hmm. burned to the ground. Yes. Yeah, well, I think no, lightning it, hit it. It's Lake oh Calhoun slash. Bidet Makaska? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it is and not. And you don't do that. You're horrible. It's Bidet Makaska. Then it was back to Lake Calhoun, and then they're trying to get it back to Bidet Makaska. I, I suggested okay, so a new name. You didn't read it on the air. We should call it what? Stalin Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. Stalin Parkway. We so it's it Bidet Makaska. No, it's not. I'm just going to call it that lake slash. Near Uptown. Yeah. It's Lake Calhoun slash Bidet Makaska slash Lake Calhoun. Lake Calhoun. <laughs> and then it'll be slash Bidet Makaska. That one lake. We do have to move along, oh, yes. but I will say this. As Philip was leaving, he goes, oh, man, the pavilion over Lake Calhoun burned down. Might have been Jewish lightning. Oh, no! <laughs> my God! Well. We apologize to yeah. all of our Jewish so listeners. So that's why Here I gave you God. an opportunity to edit that out. out. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We'll be back with the family. Jeez. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK Spring Savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. I like that. 
I do like this song. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now changed the name of it to Gentile Lightning. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> See, Philip would go with that one. Luther so it, Lightning. It, Luther it, it Lightning. burned down last night when there yeah. was a this ton morning. of lightning. Morning. This morning, yeah. There was a ton of lightning last night around our house. And we yeah, were uh, right. about six miles maybe from yeah. that lake. We had seven miles. Yeah, not, Dan not had to sleep on the floor with Fawn. Oh, she's so afraid. afraid of oh. She's so afraid of It's thunder. so funny because I... She was talking about thunder, and she's been afraid of thunder. So I, I started singing, "I like thunder." <laughs> and all of a sudden, she was walking with us, and she's all of a sudden says, "I like thunder now too." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, that's what we're trying to do." Didn't work. But it so didn't work. Rats. Didn't work. Also, May slept here. She's afraid of thunder. She's apparently afraid of thunder. Oh, great! <laughs> I was My like, little sister was like, and here's what we did for her. My dad says, "Okay, Carolyn." It's really fun to figure out how far away yeah. the storm is. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Counting, and she, Carolyn counting. was maybe three, and so <laughs> yeah. you're this flash, and then she go, one, two, three, but she wasn't yeah, make it a math anymore. game for yeah. them. And then they, yeah. They, that's what I do. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I told her. I said, <laughs> it, you know, I said it's sleep. fun to count between the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, I Google, always like Calhoun Pavilion. No. Oh. The first thing I see is a story from Star Tribune about it, and the picture is a squirrel water skiing. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm confused. Totally. That lines up. What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Can what? you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We can hear you. No, I think we can hear that you're eating on did the air again. Did headphones. Which did let's start doing go. that, shall oh. we? I can do whatever I want. No, you can't eat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. The squirrel water skiing, talking about something burning, burning down. down. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I blame the squirrel. A... Maybe the squirrel, squirrel was smoking. <laughs> was that a suspect photo? Is that, <laughs> is that what that Squirrels is? Squirrels chew on electrical wires yes, and do. cause yes, problems they do. all the time. I wonder if that's why. Good day. I just got a uh, text message from Moon from KS95. I'm in Lakeville and he's in Golden Valley. Maybe meet in the middle about one-ish. Perfect. We can go to Layla. Oh, sure. Ooh, I love Layla. Lakeville That's... isn't near. <clears throat> Lakeville is nowhere near Layla. No, Lakeville's south. Layla's south is east, but south. it's yeah. not. No, Lakeville's nowhere well, near Well, I'm not going to go. What are we going to do? Go to St. Paul Let's Hotel. go to Layla. That's fine. You, you Layla's care. phenomenal. It's going to be terrific. Near. I'm just saying. I am so amazed that all those people were shocked that I would do that. I, why are people so afraid of doing that kind of stuff? So what those of us that don't listen constantly, what? Yeah, what? I've gotten, to, I've done a lot of commercials with Moon and Stacy on KS95 Traitor. in the last couple of years. Oh, I'm friends with him, and Moon is, uh, he's having some pretty severe physical problems. He's got, oh. he's got MS, MS yeah. cancer. Oh, I didn't go. So he's yeah. going to have to retire in October. Oh. And I was there Monday, and he says, and he told me what was going on. I says, yeah, they're going to announce it the next day or so. And here's a note from the station manager. And they're just raving about what a great guy he was. So Tom brought it up on the Tom. air during the Walzer half hour in KQ yesterday. <laughs> the Walzer half hour. At least and you know that. started true. saying, hey, you know, Doug's been talking about getting the three of us together and we've got to do it. I've never met anybody. that." And he went on and on about what a great guy Moon is, reputation-wise, because they've never actually met. 
So I took the air check and I sent it over to Moon and the station managers and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that was so cool a time to do that. And we got my, I got all these texts from my friends when it was live. And we got texts, people were calling into the afternoon show about it. So it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was very, nice. It was nice. Yeah. You know, like I said, John Hines and I were direct competitors for decades and we're the best of friends. It's got nothing to do with you guys that. guys lived together, didn't you? Yeah, but way back in the day before I was in radio, I got back into radio, I was working at Capitol. And yeah, he and my brother Terry and I lived together. And then they both went and hooked up with some women. I don't know how Floozies. Ladies. <laughs> Floozies. That's real well, That's nice. what we are. The other one today that <laughs> happened on the KQ Morning Show, I was so happy about this. It was a... Uh, I don't. People know it's not phony when I talk about advertisers like you or Michael Bryant or Steve from Saber or you go down the lid Bilski and all the rest. Of well, it's not Drag Bilski. Yeah, it's not Drag Bilski. Boring. But there was an article about a guy in 2017. He was a pilot, I, I believe, a Navy pilot, and his co-pilot talked to him into into you know what's that the skywriting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talked to him making a huge penis with testicles up in the sky. Remember that? Oh, my God. What an idiot. Well, that story came up. You give a boy, uh, you know, yeah, a $50 a million fighter plane and <laughs> yeah. a little what am I sky riding fluid. What do, you, what do you think they're going to write? The Gettysburg Address? But by coincidence, so I'm done reading the story about the big penis and testicles in the sky, and it's a saber heating promo for the, their commercial, oh. and it says... Make sure you trim back your bushes to expose your unit. Huh. They did not say it that. It did too. It said, make sure you trim back your bushes to expose your AC unit. So I get a text message from Steve Tarkovsky from Saber that says, I got to get a new ad writer. Yeah. You know, I'm going to write him an ad just for the hell of it. Oh, God. Yeah. Write Steve an yeah. ad. God, the greatest. Yeah, I go to trim back your bushes to make sure your unit's exposed. Make sure your I unit is not like, leaking fluid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that job is unbelievable. It yeah. is just absolutely unbelievable. We have a caller. Who's the caller? Is it our guest? I think Stand it, by. Stand by for news. I believe so. Is it our, is it our guest? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's I didn't want to not... close all. Why did I do that? Why do I always do that? That's because you're not paying attention. I'm a moron. Well, you said that. Yeah, thanks for arguing. Thanks for arguing the point with me. I really appreciate it. No, Honestly. you're not. <laughs> no, you are not a goofball, Thomas. And once you go expose your bushes over there. Oh, my God. Doug I can't Sprinthal. believe this. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Norm Lavalette. Hi. Norm, how are you today? Very good. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing extremely well. Just basically talking about how bizarre the world is. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Uh, we're gonna. It's, it's insane. Uh, so you pronounce your last name Laviolette? Uh, yeah, Laviolette La or Lavalette, uh, wh wh whichever rolls off the tongue. Well, I just want to make sure you know your mom and dad don't get mad at me. Oh, uh, my mom and dad say Lavalette. My sister says Laviolette. She likes to get more fancy, so it's really. Uh, Really, how fancy you want to get. Norm, I will tell you, my last name is Barnard, and half my family says Barnard, some say Bernard, and my one brother says Barnard. So, yep. I don't know what to tell you, Norm. What, all we do is suffer. That's you and me. <laughs> That's, That's it. it and nobody understands our pain. I love the name of your book, Norm Laviolette, with us promoting the book. The art of making shit up using the principles of improv to become an unstoppable powerhouse. You just described Tom's career. 
<laughs> that's pretty much true, Norm. Yes. You did just describe my career. Just make that's, it up as I go along. Until Google hey, man, happened. That's what, that, that, that's what we all do, right? I, I could have come up with a real fancy title, or I could just say it what it is. And, and of all the interviews I've done, uh, you're the first one to use the full title without bleeping it out. So thank you for that. I'm not going to bleep it out on you, Norm. That You, you know, it's not going to be a problem at all. First of all, you're just talking about stuff. You're not talking about defecating. So actually, the word shit doesn't mean anything the way you used it, other than stuff. It just means stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 it's stuff, or it's making it's making it up, right? I exactly. mean, you know that that's what it is, and and that's what we all do. And you said it. We all do it to a degree in in life. I just happen to do it as you do as well. Professionally, I do it on the stage. You do it. Uh, you do it on the radio. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. No. So here's the deal. But very very quickly. Uh, that talking about that word, there was an attorney. I can't remember where it was. And it doesn't matter where he was, but there was a judgment against him in court, and he had to write a check to the plaintiff. He went in the bathroom, wrote the check, and wiped his butt with the check, and then gave it to. Oh. <laughs> uh, it didn't go oh. over too well with the judge. Yeah, I wanted to get for contempt of court. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's a little harsh. That is- that, 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 that is exactly what gives lawyers a bad name. You are absolutely right, Norm. 100% right. That and, that and many other things. Uh, we work together up your chances of business success. The art of making shit up uh, combines the lessons learned from a personal journey with the teachings derived from years of honing valuable skills through performing and presenting to thousands of people to demonstrate how working together. I am so happy you're on today, Norm. Are we ever going to work together again in America, or do we just all hate one another? It, it, it doesn't feel like we we will, right? No. Uh, and especially if, if you know if you if you look you look where where the media and everything is, and yet you drill down a little bit deeper, and and that's the heart of what improv is, right? So to give you a little bit of background on uh, uh-huh. who I am and what I do, I founded a company called Improv Asylum. Uh, so we've been doing improv comedy there in Boston at that theater for, for 20 years. And, and to paint the picture a little more, if you've never been to a show, the way it works at our theater is there's 200 people in the audience. They surround the actors. They're drunk. And they're yelling <laughs> shit at them. Right? Sounds like a dream come true. Fun. It's, it's the definition of a hostile work environment, right? Yes. Uh, but for us, yes. for us, that's called Friday. Uh, you know, it's no problem. And, and so the question is, well, how do you create in such an environment? And the way that you create in that kind of environment is it's the actors are relying on each other, and they're working with each other, and they're coming to consensus and agreement with each other, and we're using a skill set to do that, and that's what I explore in The Art of Making Shit Up. You know, Norm, you should have a class, and you should hold a class every day, how to do an interview. Because, see, a lot of people, you interview them, and they're like, yes, no. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're a good interviewer. We've only a couple of minutes into it, and I just I love interviewing people like you because you're there, you do the job, you have enthusiasm about it. That's how it should go. So I'm... Well, flat, flattery will get through everywhere with me, no doubt. Uh, and, and, and yet the, yet the other thing, the other thing about that, though, is what you're talking about as a director of actors and stuff like that, as a coach of sporting teams, it's, yeah, point out what you like. Point out what people are doing well and compliment them that, and you'll get more of it. If all yeah. you ever do is point out the negative, then you're going to get more of that. Which I love to do, too, to some people. But that's only some people. <laughs> um, so tell me about Improv Asylum. Now, now, it's in Boston, you said, right? Yeah, so, so uh, the original theater is in Boston. It's right in the north end of Boston. Been there for 20 years. We just opened an Improv Asylum in New York City. And so, you know, we do shows, of course, 
uh, for the general public. But out of that, we've developed uh, an entire corporate training program that we teach the art and ideas of improvisation, but we bring them to the business world. And I actually now do that all around the globe. I'm actually going to be in Shanghai in two weeks. It's, oh. it's insane. I have a job. I don't get to do that kind of oh, thing. For you know what I'm saying, Norm? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry for you, man. Okay, so do you have... <laughs> now, who's in the... Do you have a, a troupe that goes around with you? Are there comedians that come in and, and do it with you? How, how do you do that? Yeah, at Improv Asylum, uh, you have actors that work there. So they, they're, mm -hmm. they're a troupe. Uh, they're a resident company. They come up through the system. It's almost like a baseball team where you go up through all the different levels of casting oh, okay. to the really main weekend cast. When I go out, when I go out and work around the world uh, on the corporate side of things, oftentimes it's just me or it might be me and a couple of the other actors uh, because all of our actors are also trainers as well. So th there are oh, times okay. when, look, if we, need, if we need to bring eight trainers, we can do that. But when I'm doing the corporate stuff, a lot of times it's just me or me or one other person. I think it's terrific. I, I just... It's a really good idea. First of all, I didn't know La Violette was an Italian name. Don't they only allow Italians in, in the north uh, the north end of uh, Boston? Yeah, well, the Italians, whenever they see a lot of uh, a lot of letters at the end, end of a name, they just assume it's Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, when they was talking to Norm, you know, La Violette. Hey. La Violette is here. Norm La Violette. Hey, come on in. <laughs> I love that idea. Do people, yeah, so many people try to do improv, Norm, and they're just not good at it. How, how do you know how to get the, I mean, you bring them up through the ranks as you were talking about, but you see a lot of improv, and it's like, nah, it's not really improv. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple things. First off, you got to start by being bad, right? You know, something sure. I say all the time is the first step to greatness is sucking. Right. <laughs> those, those are those are some of my favorite scenes on that TV you know? show. Barry is the acting class. Yes, and they're trying the to do class. improv and they're just terrible. Oh, at oh they're it. terrible. A bad improv is oh, the oh, worst. It is, yeah. And, and and it really is, right? And, and and at a certain level, it may not be for super public consumption. But after you go through that and you start, you got to start by being bad, but if you have good instructors, you have good teachers, they start to guide you and they start to show you how to get better, how to trust yourself, uh, what are the things that make you bad. And oftentimes what make you bad in improvisation are, are the simple things of constantly saying no, negating other people. Uh, then you also have to get past your own fear of yeah. looking and feeling stupid. Because you will look and feel stupid initially. But if you can get past that, oh, it frees you up. It really does. Is that the hardest part for most people? Because everybody's so afraid of looking stupid or being humiliated. It's the number one thing that holds people back from doing anything, mm -hmm. whether it be comedy, whether it be anything else. It's that voice that's in all of our head, and it's in mine, too, that voice that says, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not funny enough, uh, nobody's going to watch your book, it's going to be stupid. What, what you have to do is when you can clamp down on that and you can say, well, look, I'm not going to give power to that, you can move past. Because here's the truth. People don't think about us nearly as much as we think they do. Right? <laughs> that I agree with 100%. That's a fact. Yes. Tom. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're all, we're all horrible narcissists, and we only think about ourselves. That's so. very no, Norm, I need to take about a two-minute break. Can you hang on and be on for another segment? Is there a sure. cutoff time? I just don't want to hold you too no. long. All right, excellent. I we'll have be... to ask my producer. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, excellent. We'll be back in two minutes more with Norm <laughs> LaViolette. <laughs> 
from the north side of Boston. Be right back in two minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back. <laughs> oh, you know, honest to God. Ice cream. I'm going to check with Norm very quick. So, Norm, uh, to make sure I don't hold you up in your next interview, how long do you have? Uh, I, got, I got a few more minutes. Can we go five more? That'd be good with the producer? Yep. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is piss off a woman from Boston, Norm. I know how that goes. <laughs> You'll be on the list. <laughs> I'll be on yeah, the list. producers here, they ride me. Oh, Andrew, well, they should, Norm. You need to get to work. I do want to talk about Train Your Head to Think on Its Feet. I want to talk a lot about that, uh, the innovative corporate training program where we train your head to think on its feet. What's that all about, Norm? Yeah, so, you know, that, that's kind of what we do, right? I look at improv uh, and taking an improv class, it's like a gym for the mind. Right? We, we go to a gym to work on our body and get healthy, but what are we doing to make our brain healthy, to be able to, to use that in such a way that, that's more efficient, that's more productive? And so train your head to think on its feet. That's just kind of our slogan in, in, in that we've taken the ideas of improvisation and how we train actors, and we've brought that to the business world. But the difference is we're not, we don't go into the business world trying to make you a comedian or mm-hmm. try to make you funny. That, that's not really it at all. What we're showing you is how we collaborate and create something together in the skills that we use to do that, and also the skills that we talked about earlier, which makes you maybe just a little bit less self-conscious about trying something new, trying something different. I guess, see, now that's, I think that's great advice, and I'm glad you're doing that with people. The one thing I, you know, when, when I do speeches, I go somewhere and do a talk or whatever, I try to tell people that, because I've, I've been in radio business now for 49 years, I've been on the same morning show for 34 years, which we should have you on the morning show as well, by the way, you'd be a good guest on the morning show. Then I do Anytime that. you want me, my friend. We'll, we'll get that done, Norm. I'd love to have you on there. But um, the one thing I tell people all the time is do not be afraid to fail. Don't stand up there worried that someone's not going to not like you or you're going to fail or maybe you're not having a great day. Don't even worry about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're a bunch it's a of complete... jerks anyway. Yeah, a bunch of jerks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's... that's it. Go out there and think about them as a bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> 
really <laughs> great on your face on stage. That's my lovely wife right there, uh, right there, Norm. My wife is like, yeah, just go out there and tell me. I got a message for you, jerk. <laughs> for you jerks. You're all a pain in the ass. Why did they even bother to show up here? I don't you know. know. I, but you're right, though. You're right. You know, it is, you know, I speak all the time and, 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 stuff, and stuff, and I talk to people who are presenting, and I say, look, of course you want to know what it is that you're talking about. But with that said, you need to throw that away a little bit. You've got to talk to the audience, right? You've got to talk not to the audience, but you've got to talk with them. And if all you're going to do is recite stats, uh, and statistics, and that's all you're ever going to do. You're going to bore the yeah. crap out of them. Snore. Create a relationship and have a conversation. You know, Norm, i got to bring something up to you to get back into the comedy world. There was a comedian. Uh, you know who Ahmed Ahmed is? Ahmed Ahmed, the, the comedian? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. You do? Yep. Did you hear what happened to him? Oh, yeah. Was he, this that he was down in, he was down in Naples? Yeah. You heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. He said to, hey, is anybody here from, from the Middle East? And a few people said, yeah, I'm from here, and I'm from here, and I'm from here. And he goes, oh, good, man, there's enough of us. We, what did he say? We could, for, we could form a terrorist group? No. <laughs> he, he, said like, he said something along the lines of, oh, there, there's enough of us. And he held for the joke. He said, but it only takes one. But it only takes one. Right? A guy called 911 and, and said he was offended, and I, they need to do something oh, about it. He called 911. Already. <laughs> Norm, what has it's happened? See, unbelievable. They are a bunch of jerks. Well, what 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 has happened to the world we live in? Well, well, you know the thing is, we live. I feel like uh, in in an uh, outrage culture, yes. right? Where where yes. everybody's. If you want to be outraged, you can always be outraged, and it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. If you want to find it, you can find it. When you go to a comedy show, you've opted in. You've opted in to be a part of something where you're going to hear different ideas right. and views, and it's supposed to be funny. I mean, we, we had this situation come up, so I also own Laugh Boston, which is a stand-up comedy club. Right. And yeah. the same thing, we bring people like uh, Ahmed Ahmed and, and headliners in, and we had this one woman, and she, she got really upset at the, at the comedian that was on stage, and she wanted to talk to a manager. And so, you know, we have good customer service, and our manager said, well, what's, what's the matter? She's like, well, I'm offended. Uh, he's, he's misogynistic. And we're oh like, God. okay, well, that's interesting, because he didn't... Look, we've had plenty of more racy comedians on stage. We're like, he didn't seem like he was that misogynistic. We're like, well, what, what are you talking about specifically? And so, so she said, he made a joke about strippers. We're like, okay. Oh, I and remember said, that. And then, and then she said this. She's like, I'm a stripper. And oh, I'm offended. <laughs> She's I'm offended. Like, okay. She's offended right, by a stripper I, joke. Right, right. I mean, oh. at that point, what are we all doing, everybody? No question about it. I, I just, I love, look, a couple of weeks ago. I'm impressed a stripper knew that what uh, misogynistic meant. Yeah, that's true. She oh, come on, obviously they're all Harvard putting, students. obviously was they're putting herself through Harvard college. Students. Don't well, forget. She's, you know, she had time off from medical school. You know, <laughs> yeah, so she, you know, absolutely. They always say that. Same that, one. That one. A couple of weeks ago, I'm walking into a building, and I open the door, and there's a, a woman behind me who's got some books in her hand, so I held the door. And as she goes through, she says to me, you don't need to hold the door for me. And I said, I wasn't. My hand got stuck in the handle. And she did not even smile. It's like, it was a joke, lady. Settle down. Yeah. What is wrong with right. everyone now? I want to laugh. Norm, you make me laugh. That's good. I like not laughing. Hey, it's, it, it, it's healthy. And, and what I would say, too, is... We always focus on, on the negative, and we focus on the outliers. Because what I would tell you is that, by and large, our, uh, everybody loves the shows. And there was mm -hmm. that, it was that one person that complained, right? And, and, and yet we give so much power 
to the outlier, to the negativity. We forget that. You know what? That's not how everybody is. Most of us do want to laugh. Most of us are open to other ideas, and I don't hate you because we don't believe 10 out of 10 of the same thing. Right. Uh, and, and, I think, and I think improvisation, that's part of what we talk about. What I talk about in the book uh, is this idea of, like, Hey, we can come together. We have we have more in common than we don't. And if all we ever want to do is harp on what we don't have in common, then we can't ever build anything together. I think you have a great attitude. You sound like you're very young, though, Norm. A ballpark. How old are you? You don't have to tell me how old you are. Eighty-five. I'm eighty-five. God, you years just old. carry it really, really well, Norm. Honestly, God, <laughs> oh, must be magic. You and George Burns. It, you know, it's great. It, it's the gene replacement therapy. It's <laughs> Norm, I'm going to reach you, out to and you. And you should also know, you should also know that you never ask a lady her age. No, yes, I, you're right. Or make a comment about her appearance at all. Yeah, probably That's not. That's right. Not you can't even tell her how beautiful uh, she yeah, is. Can't so do that. You're smoking hot for an old chick is bad to say. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Please never speak again. Let me write this down. Norm, I'm going to ask my, the, the people. I'm going to ask the producer over at the, it's it's a KQRS morning show in Minneapolis. We'll reach out. I'd love to have you on. You'd be a great guest on the show. Yeah, hey man, any, like anytime. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to be on shows. I love talking to people. I have a lot of fun. I'm very fortunate. You know, I've, I've had. A, you know, I've been able to build these. You know, what are now multi-million-dollar companies. I get to make shit up. Uh, I get to write a book, The Art of Making It Up. So I'll talk to anybody who wants to talk to me, man. I'm, I'm lucky. I think it is terrific. Great time. And, and we'll get on a subject because you and I probably know a lot of the same people because I know a lot of stand-up comedians. So, got a lot in common, I bet, Norm. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'd love I'd love to catch up. Uh, hit me up uh, online and look. If you're interested in the book, you can tell all your listeners. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, ImprovAsylum.com, where you can learn about the book and all of our corporate trainings. Uh, I will sell you anything that I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Honestly, it. The art of making <laughs> the art of making shit up using the principles of improv to become an unstoppable powerhouse. Norm Laviolette, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Norm. Thanks a lot. Great talk, you. Sir. See, I just like guys that are enthusiastic. People that, men, women that are enthusiastic about being interviewed. I hate mm -hmm. it when they set up interviews and they go, yeah, yeah well, no. I liked, yeah. I liked his take on the fact that we only pay attention to the one malcontent in the crowd. Yeah. But I, I think some of that has to do with the fact that people are trying to figure out what their problem is. It's like, yeah, we're think, all enjoying yeah. ourselves. What's wrong with you? I know. Uh, one bad person can suck the energy out of yeah. a room. And yeah. <laughs> Because everybody's like, what? What? Mm -hmm. What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, so many times now I run into people that just have no sense of humor at all. But they go to comedy I shows. I know. Why would you go to a comedy club if you don't get the jokes? <laughs> because it's perceived that. as the cool thing to do when or they their want to be cool. Or even though you can't handle it. Yeah. Along. I would never do it myself, but I do enjoy watching good comedians handle hecklers. Oh, yeah. It is really good. Scott Hansen years ago, there was some Scott, drunks right. in the front row, and they were Hansen. teeing off on him. And uh, he looked oh. at him and said, "Shut up, or I'll fall on you." I remember <laughs> that. Four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Shut yeah. up, fall I, on But you. I don't like it when the comedians, like when they're trying to deal with the heckler, and they just yeah. like lose their mind. Oh, you mean get... like? Uh, yeah, I don't do that. Either. Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was not good. That, that, yeah, that's not a good reaction. Yeah. Right. I remember one time no. we were seeing Louis Anderson, and he was very upset. Well, they weren't actually heckling him. They just weren't really. They wouldn't shut up. They wouldn't shut up. Yeah. They were yeah, I don't like, see Louis taking heckling very well. No. He no. gets very. No. He's, well, a he's a sensitive, sensitive guy. guy yeah. But, yeah. I but I mean, a guy like Dennis Leary, it would be oh, fun to watch. Oh, you wouldn't have a chance. Oh. <laughs> 
No. Yeah. Yeah, they'd leave crying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dennis Miller, not good. Yeah, you're right. Dennis Leary, Dennis Miller. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, remember the guy heckled him at the Kravis Center? A guy oh, kept. There's yeah. like 4,000 people yeah. on five. Big, yeah, big Remember big that? Room. You were there. With, and, and, uh, no, she didn't go. Yeah, you did because what's her uh, Paige was with us. No, no. Yeah, she was. No, we too. saw it. It what's his face? Dennis Miller. Mm-mm. No, the old one, the old uh, guy. Who's uh, the old guy? George Carlin. No, what old the guy? old guy. Oh no, my you God, you didn't go. I didn't, didn't go. Too go. I was sitting there when Dennis Miller. No, you went to I, Dennis Miller. They did not go to Dennis. I was not yes, at Dennis did. Miller. No. Jerry Lewis. I don't even Text know her right now. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, they went to see. <laughs> Jerry. I saw Jerry Lewis. Lady with the thing. <laughs> right, we, you went <laughs> to a really old guy. Um, a really old. You guy. didn't know who he was. No, I did. Well, think about it while I tell you the rest of this story. <laughs> Next week on Memory Hour. Yeah. So there's 4,000 people at the Kravis Center in West Palm Beach, Florida. And Dennis Miller's on stage, and he's going on, and this guy would not stop commenting. Oh. Right? And so finally, at one point, Dennis Miller looks down. He's standing at a podium. He looks down at the podium and goes, Sir, I'm sorry, but I am absolutely incapable of human interaction. <laughs> Well, you have to remember, he isn't really doing a, you know, like a mm. comedy show no, so doing, much yeah. as he's just right. doing his typical social commentary yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not really an audience interaction situation. So mm-hmm. I didn't go to this old person you went to see? No, you were. we got you the tickets for Father's Day or something. Yeah. Your birthday. I think we got you the tickets for your birthday and then you were like, and so then we went. What the hell is that? So I don't know. We don't know why you don't go to things. Oh my God, why? Okay. I'm telling you, you and Paige and Andy were all at Dennis Miller. I no. I sure was there, wasn't. Yes, he was. You remember Paige and him. Alex being there? I, I don't even know who honestly is. don't remember a whole lot about Dennis that. Dennis Miller. I don't remember what were happened you yesterday. drunk? What are you? Yeah, Andy, were you drunk? Andy, black, that was blackout drunk I again. paid attention to anything. Blackout I mean, drunk? When did you start Dennis? paying attention yeah, to things? No, I definitely <laughs> did. Thursday. Like Better that. at it now. I was not there. I've never seen this man... You've Live. never seen Dennis Miller. I mean, on like okay. TV, I've never seen him. Okay. Oh my God! Okay. I know. Mom this is there. going to drive me crazy. I go to everything. Yeah, she goes everywhere. <laughs> I just I don't I remember don't, Alex or Paige. I don't flake out. But that doesn't mean like anything. Some people. All right. Know. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Close out this segment, and while Alex is looking up <laughs> some old man she went to see do comedy. <laughs> You're not talking oh, about oh, Bill Cosby. Oh, oh. No. Um. 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 Okay. Let me just. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. I did not go to see Bob no, Newhart. Yeah, because no, we got him. we got you tickets to I see Bob, Bob Newhart. Newhart. We yeah. you'd go. That's why we got you tickets for your birthday, and then you were. Did somebody being at the company drive baby. me nuts? So oh, I didn't feel like going. You just decided being a white. You should baby. have heard the gas of people. And you were joking around on the air. You know, like, and I joke around about everything. And we we're talking about how some people are too stupid to understand anything, and they're just morons. And I said, and most of them are in radio management. The cowards on the show are like, <gasps> you could hear them gasping. It's like, you big babies, get over it. They are morons. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> Doug just nods. No, I, I was in middle management for no years. No comment. Sarah and I are just finishing rewatching The Office, and it's such a brilliant it's show. It's such a it's funny so show. Good. And it every really episode, is. there's something like, yeah, that, that actually did happen yeah. six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Michael yeah. really was the show. Yes. Yeah, Although it's was. interesting, because I'm Ricky at the Gervais very end of it where he's uh, gone. Um, or it's that creepy guy. Uh, yeah, Sex Lies and Videotapes. Yeah. Uh, James Spader. 
Oh, James Spader he came in. Plays, I didn't uh, even know he came in. Yeah, he's in the last year, and he's he he plays James Spader. He, it's pretty funny. Actually. He is very funny. What happened to him? He's always oh, on blacklist, isn't he? Oh or yeah. Is that gone? Now? Um, yeah, I'm not that sure if that's still on. Show. Is blacklist not on anymore? I'm not sure. I have no idea if it is. But well, I watched I, some of that, and I he, didn't get into it. He was on the show one time, the KQ Morning Show, and he's doing it. You know, he's very laid back. He kind of does the interview like this, and all the rest of it, and. Somebody jumped in and said, James, let me ask you a question. Do you have a girlfriend? And there's a long pause. He goes, well, that'd be none of your goddamn business. <laughs> he has that way, of, and he does it physically where he gets great. in people's personal space. Oh, yeah. And yeah. asks yeah. these like, really uh, odd questions. We have a guest coming up right now. We do not. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean right now? Time. We're late. Well, we're going to have to take a break right here and then come back in two minutes and we'll have second hour kickoff with another guest. It'll be great. You can do that. Yay. We'll be right back with the family. 